Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another Sam.gov Bids Live episode where we walk through small business solicitations together on Sam and answer your questions along the way so that you can start bidding and winning. Today, I actually have six small business solicitations that I've pulled up and that we will be jumping into in just a second. But if you are new here and you don't want to miss future Sam.gov bids episodes live, consider subscribing to the channel and also make sure you click that little bell so that you get notified so you can ask your questions live on future streams. And if you do happen to be someone who's recently registered your business in Sam.gov and you know that you need to get started learning how to respond to solicitations, RFPs and RFQs, check out my website, govkidmethod.com for free and paid resources that were designed specifically to support new federal contractors just like you. And happy Monday, everybody. I'll go ahead and do a quick share of my screen to let you know that we have uh, six teed up. I don't know if we'll have time to get through all of them today. Number one is for debris removal. Number two will be for shuttle services. Number three is going to be for mold remediation services. Four, laboratory services and calibration. Number five, scrub technician services. And then lastly, the Virginia Army National Guard Yellow Ribbon event. Since we were just talking about yellow ribbons uh, a couple of episodes ago, I saw this one and I thought we would go ahead and cover one. And if you guys don't know, um, these are all live. I've never gone through any of these before. Um, I try to give you the raw version instead of the polished edited version because I think you have a lot more to learn from it as we go through these together. Um, this is totally live. So if you are on, good morning, good afternoon for some. And uh, feel free to post your questions uh, or comments in the chat. And we check those in between each bid. So let's go ahead and get kicked off and started with our first one. Again, for the debris removal. And this is, you know, they're calling this trucking straight up. And I know we have a lot of trucking logistics uh, companies out there. North Heartland Lake. Uh, VT looks like Vermont. This is going to be uh, Army Corps, USACE. And I want to point out, this is pretty neat. This is uh, this is new. Um, they're plugging this in here on all of the opportunities now. Looking for contract opportunity help. It's almost like they're running their own little ad. Procurement Technical Assistance Center's PTACs are an official government contracting resource for small businesses. Find your local PTAC for free. Government expertise related to contracting opportunities. And yeah, guys, PTACs are great. They can really be helpful with getting you um, registered. They can point you in the right direction for set-asides. They have a map over here on their website as well. Um, you click on this, select your state, and it gives you the point of contact. So if you're at the early stages, if you haven't registered yet, and you want some hand-holding, that's what the PTACs are for. And that's why, you know, that's not something that I don't play in that space at all. I don't do anything with registering or certifications for that reason. I'd rather just send you to a free resource um, where it's their entire mission to do that stuff. So you're going to start seeing these now, it looks like. So moving on, this is due September 19th, actually due today. Small business set aside. So this will be more of an example than a practical example. Um, the work consists of, and again, this is for debris removal. So what type of debris are we moving here, guys? Furnish all labor and equipment needed to remove and responsibly dispose of debris offsite from two river debris piles. So maybe things have just been kind of like building up from a river 
and you, they need you to like go clean it up. Approximately 400 cubic yards. For attachments, we have solicitation. We have what looks like two amendments. And in contracting, we have Jennifer Samella. So let's get started with our solicitation document first. All right, so we have our SF1449 form. 45 days, okay, after date of contract. Instruction offers is right here though. They're saying, please direct questions to Jennifer. They're saying mail quotes. So it's looking pretty straightforward, but we'll see. You're gonna have to fill out this information and, and remember there is no duns number anymore so if you have it that's fine but it is your unique entity id number that has replaced the duns number we do have one pricing clin that's just going to be one job so all in again this is debris removal for northern heartland lake and you're going to come and you're going to pick up the debris and you're going to move it. And that's one job. Here's a statement of work. And you have 45, 45 days to get this done. And this is really an example of like a, a job. You know, when it comes to payment, there can be like net 30 payment terms. There can be progress payment terms if you're doing something more um, longer in duration or say like construction. But then you have more of these project-based things where it's like, you don't get paid at all up front, but once the job is done, you just bill out for the entire job. And the jobs usually are, you know, don't take that long, which is why you're able to get it done. We have some reps and certs here. So this is a 45 days. Once the contract is issued, wage determination to get this done. And it may, may just take you a couple of days. And then government inspects, say all good. And then you bill out. And then the whole government contract is complete. You know, I don't know what this is going to cost. You know, you're probably going to have to have subs quote this. But they're not asking for anything else in terms of your offer. It really looks like quote, quote only. So you're going to be filling out your SF1449 form. You're going to be filling out this page three, fill out the price and cleanse, and then complete your reps and certs. Uh, throughout here. That would basically be your entire response for this. So the main crux of this is it's going to be focused on getting pricing and make sure you get multiple quotes. That way your pricing is going to be realistic. So I think we're pretty much good for the first one. Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, Bryce, glad I finally was able to catch one live. 100%. Thanks for joining us, Bryce. Welcome. Tony, what's up, man? Uh, good afternoon. Uh, Completed the first module in your masterclass. Awesome. Great info. Glad that you're enjoying it. Thanks for the follow-up from uh, last week. I have not forgotten. Uh, Trilla's Adventures. Hello. I was finally able to make a stream. Yes, you did. We are live. What's going on? We also have Nia joining us uh, as well. Good afternoon, uh, Nia. Looks like um your, your question got cut off. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Good afternoon. If you don't receive a confirmation of RFQ submission receipt, what should you do and how long should you wait to request a debrief? Well, you only request a debrief once the um, award is made 
And then um, if they don't respond to your email, try calling them. And then you try calling them again, basically. It's really all that you can do. Henry, what's going on? Can you outsource those type of jobs like debris removal or fiber install? How do I subcontract without going to jail? Yeah, um, good, great question, uh, Henry. A very common question, probably the most common question. Um, it's so common, I, I built a whole master class around it. Um, I'll just go ahead and post it in the chat and I'll share it on my screen. Um, the master class goes into a lot of depth answering this, so I won't spend time right now to cover it. But Henry, if you're if you want to go in deep on this or anybody else who wants to, it's totally free. Um, it's just on my website, gubkidmethod.com, free training. And uh, I think that will be a huge help to you based on your question. Adia Brookins, hello, VA again. Welcome back. Yes, yes, welcome back. All right, guys. So what do we have installed for our number two? We have shuttle services, round trip Lufkin to Houston. All right. So VA, do the 27th. So a little more than a week. SDVOSB set aside, however. And this is going to be going from the Charles Wilson community outpatient clinic to, I'm not sure yet. I just have one address. We have a lot of copy and paste from the solicitation itself. And then we have. Oh, and Tony, uh, we have a yellow ribbon one that we're looking at today and inspiration from you, I believe, if I remember correctly. For our attachments, we have solicitation, maybe an amendment, quality uh, assurance surveillance plan, a cost, past performance questionnaire, wage determination one and wage determination two, indicating um, this is probably going to be two, lo two locations or a two location and a from location. Um, we'll see how they slice this up with the shuttle service. What is this? I guess we're going to start with the RFQ doc. 86 pages. Here they are giving us routes, daily rate for the routes. And lots of them that there is. Yeah, this one's a little, little messy. I mean, you notice you're, you're running lots of routes is the work. Okay. We hit our instruction offers. What is required in your response or your quote? Submittal of quote, email to Orita Jarvis. Deadline, you have to be SDV OSB so that we covered. Um, complete and fill out the schedule of prices, which I think is going to be attached separately. Compliance um, with limitations on subcontracting. Um, guys, this is what the question was earlier from, from Henry Torres. Uh, again, we covered this a lot in the free master class that I pasted for you. But um, they want information here if you are ever running into this. You're gonna to have to demonstrate how you're gonna either be self-performing a portion of the work or how you're gonna be working with similarly situated entities so that you are in compliance with limitations on subcontracting. Since this is SDVOSB set aside, what they're trying to avoid is, hey, we're SDVOSB set aside. Let's just 
win it as the prime and let's give, you know, 95% of the work to a subcontractor and we'll just take a 5% fee. Uh, that's not going to work. Okay. That's called a legal pass through scheme. And that's again, what we cover in the masterclass, how to do that legally. And so that's why um, the VA really cracks down on this a lot because a lot of, you know, say just total small businesses or large businesses or anything that's not SDVOSB, they like to partner up with vets and say, hey, let's just use your set aside and let's, you know, both get rich together or whatever. Um, doesn't really doesn't really work that way on SDVOSB set aside. So they're really starting to crack down on that stuff. So here's more about your response, though. Factor one, factor two, factor three. Factor one is technical, uh, factor two is past performance, and factor three is price, which is the three common core elements of any true um, proposal, RFP response. So your technical, you're going to want to answer this, meaning your ability to provide the type of shuttle vehicles required, provide a description of the vehicles, including your make, model, and features. So they're really wanting you to hit that hard on factor one. Factor two, past performance, provide two references, okay? City, state, local, or commercial contracts. You can also use subcontractor past performance, and we show you how to do that also in the pre-master class as well. Also provide description of any uh, material legal proceedings, if you have those, I guess. And then if you do not have relevant past performance, you will not be favorably or unfavorably rated. And we also go more into that as well. If you, you know, those are the two big things, right? How do we middleman? And then those who are looking to middleman illegally, how do we do so without having past performance? So that's what they're referring to here as well. Fully covered in the master class. Factor three, price. Um, we don't know if it's going to be best value or lowest price. See if we have an evaluation section. It seems like it could be lowest price, but I'm looking for the right words. All non-price factors when combined are significantly more important. Okay, non-price factors are more important than price when combined for the purposes of determining the best value to the government. And therefore, the government may award to other than the lowest price. So this is an, indeed a best value contract, meaning you really want to hit home on those uh those vehicles, those vehicles, your technical plan, where they're asking for your make and model and all that good stuff. Model, making the model of there we go. Your make model of the features. Okay, hit that hard if you don't have past performance or you're not working with a sub. Um, you will be neutrally rated for past performance, and then you want to make sure that you have a price. That is not too high, not too low. They're not, they're not going to want unbalanced pricing for this as well. Okay. Um, we have a few more attachments, wage determinations, PPQs, not that big of a deal. Looks like maybe one amendment. We'll just glance at that and then we will move on. Let's see. Is this, what is this? 
more of a solicitation document, I suppose. Really, because the, the other document was kind of cut off on the front. Don't mind my script there. Um, the start of this, you see, this is kind of like starts in the middle of the table of contents. So I believe that this other document is really just kind of like the front end. For some reason, it was like cut off. So it's just a continuation of that same document. All right. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. We are busting through our bids for today. Add your comment or question in the chat and we'll check in between bids. Trillis Adventures, have you deal with many 8As and sole source contracts? Yeah, so I have a huge amount of um, personal experience with 8A and sole sourcing because the company that I worked for and uh, cut my teeth and, and won the contracts and learned a lot of what I know was for work, working for an 8A woman-owned small business. And uh, I joined our year one of our nine years in the 8A program. And I had a huge role in kind of uh, growing that company. Um, I would say half the contracts I won were competed, the other half were sole sourced. So sole sourcing is a very different strategy than competing um, on SAM or, you know, at the time it was fbo.gov. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if you have a question about that, but yes, I do have a good, a great deal of experience with 8A and the sole source strategy. Um, Tony, when you have a lodging contract with the example from the video you posted last year, posted lots of videos last year, who pays for that? Do the military members pay for it? No, you pay You pay for it. Um, and who pays for the food too? You pay for it. You pay for everything. They pay for nothing um, in terms of the people that are going to the event. And then events over and then you invoice so you like i mentioned last week um you'll see separate pricing claims contract line item numbers um pricing breakdowns to consist of rooms you know like lodging also rooms for like conference rooms or watching kids we have a yellow ribbon one uh, if we get to it today we'll i'm sure we'll see some of that we see breakdowns for food we see breakdowns for audiovisual equipment and that's pretty much most of it. It's like the rooms, the food, and then the conferencing uh, equipment. Um, so you provide all that, you upfront all that, and then you bill out afterwards. Hey, John, hanging out with us again as well. Happy Monday, John. How's, uh, how is Mexico treating you? If you were, I don't know if you reside there or if you're, if you're visiting there. Um, AM, good morning. Happy to be back. Thank you. Absolutely. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, and definitely um, Henry's question is a very, very popular one for sure. Yep, so let's let's keep it rolling here. Next, we have Molder Mediation Services. So this is going to be environmental type work for the Navy. This is due the 26th. Small business set aside. This is going to be RFQ. They did do a bit of a copy and paste in the the listing body here. So we do see price, pass performance, and other factors, i.e. probably technical, look like they're going to be important. The government will award a contract based on what's most advantageous to the government, price, pass performance, and other factors considered. So probably not going to be lowest price, probably going to be best value at a glance. 
there's a site visit on September 23rd. Always make sure you guys are attending site visits whenever it, uh, whenever they have them. We have a base access form and then what looks like our actual solicitation here. So 40, 49 pages, SF1449 form. Pricing cleanse, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And this is not gonna be any option years on something like this because it's just mold remediation. And we have the differentiator here is the building number that we're seeing. So building 6011, building 854, building 401, building 203. So lots of mold, building 289 and building 11. Okay, so six buildings. Okay, this is probably going to be, you know, this is going to be a multiple six-figure contract minimum for something like this. So side visit is paramount. Bring multiple subs. Work with an environmental company that is actually, this is where, this is their bread and butter type thing, you know, because this is actual remediation. This isn't just like an assessment or air monitoring or it's, it's doing the work, okay? So this is over at the MCRD Paris Island uh, Recruiting Depot. And again, this is Navy. And we had those seven price and cleanse. So we know that we did see the, the price, past performance and other thing in the same backup listing page, excuse me. The work is to start September 30th and go through November 30th. Okay, so really not a lot of time, two whole months. So about 60 days to do this. For your quote, reps and certs, 1449 form, pricing cleanse, acknowledge enemy amendments. There are none as of yet. Make sure your quote's good for 45 days. And make sure you copy both points of contact when you submit this. So, yes, we have uh, Staff Sergeant Philip Pickens and then Rodney Small on this as well. It's unclear if this has to be submitted in person because they're talking about uh, postal service, mail to here. Um, is this actually like an invitation for bid? So you can see here, guys, they check these boxes you can refer to. RFP is request for proposal. RFQ is request for quote. Then IFB is invitation for bid. They checked RFQ. So I don't believe you have to snail mail it in. Could be a question that you ask, though. I mean, why not just email it like all the others? Let's see if I missed something. Okay, yeah. So I, I just read, you know, I read really all of the place. So submissions may be made via email, right? I think I already said that. I'm just getting ahead of myself. Or you could submit uh, via USPS. So for the apparent successful uh, contractor, you must have satisfactory or neutral pass performance, which is really interesting. They're straight up telling you, you must have satisfactory or neutral pass performance to even win this, right? And what do we know about neutral pass performance? Those who um, do not have any past performance must be neutrally rated. 
So, I mean, but the thing is you can use your subs past performance and you definitely probably going to be using a sub on this. You're probably not going to be self-performing this unless this is what you do. And if that's the case, you're probably going to win. Like I say, if you can self-perform work like this, you're probably going to win most of the bids you go after because most of these contracts nowadays are using the middle, the middleman technique, which means um, there's another link in the chain, another uh, price on top of a price markup. You're just going to win on price all of the time if you can self-perform. So for the evaluation, they're giving us something here. So the government will conduct a comparative evaluation of quotes based on price and other non-price factors. The government will first determine unacceptable quotes. And this is what I tell you guys. I always tell you when they're looking at this, they look for reasons to throw you out. They look to see if you're non-compliant or not technically acceptable, etc. before they even get to looking at your price, okay? So the government will first eliminate unacceptable quotes. Then whatever remains will be arranged from lowest to highest. If there are more than two quotes left, the government will conduct a comparative assessment of the two lowest quotes. And then the award will be made to whatever is most advantageous to the government with fair and reasonable pricing. Okay, so that's how they pick. And it's pretty common. It's just a pretty common period. So it's best for you to write your responses and put emphasis in those areas to make sure you get past those early hurdles so that you even get looked at because it's not always about lowest price, but you do have to be found to be you know, neutrally rated or um, technically acceptable depending on the valuation strategy. So we have some reps and certs and that's about it. And um, we just have a base access request form. So not too much to look there. Let's go ahead and check in with the chat. Um, Adia Brookins, being that you are responsible for the cost upfront, is there funding companies that would factor the funds for you? Yeah, um, you already hit the nail on the head. Um, factoring companies do exist for quote unquote GovCons. You can also look at um, low interest rate SBA loans or credit cards, depending. Um, Henry Torres, for those contracts that you quote unquote resell a product or service, what's the rec recommended markup um, to be competitive? Yeah, that, that's really between five and 15 or five and 20 to be competitive. But there's a huge giant grain of salt next to that range because you really got to get to know your industry and who you're up against in terms of your competition. Bryce, so we own a three person company and, a and we distribute a ton of stuff ranging from groceries to durable goods. I have next codes listed, but obviously can only have one primary. Am I good to bid on all? So um, any contract that you go after and you submit a bid on, you want to make sure you add that NAICS code, Bryce, in your SAM.gov profile. If they try to award without a NAICS code for that, um, contracting may say something like you're not capable. Um, you just don't want to like get into that. So it's best practice to just anything you click send on in terms of a submission, um, make sure you put that NAICS code in there first. And can I sub the can I sub the trucking or do they need to be the same set aside as well? I'm not sure what you mean by that. Can I subcontract out the trucking or do they need to be the same set aside as well? So if you're talking about like set asides and you're talking about limitations on subcontracting, 
Bryce, which sounds like that's where you're going. I would just check out the masterclass. Um, cause we're going to get into things like similarly situated entities and minimum percentages that you have to do, um, stuff like that, which, um, kind of, you know, it's always a spiel when I go through it. And sometimes I like soapbox for 10 to 15 minutes. Um, so again, I would check out the free masterclass for that particular question. <clears throat> okay, next. So lab services and calibration for the army due uh, in two days on the 21st, small business set aside, APG, Everdeen Proving Grounds. This is a non-personal services contract, which means people Contractors shall compile historical data, prepare reports, and submit information. The contractor shall ensure all work is in accordance with the statement of work. The intent is to establish work requirements that are performance-based and results-oriented. They want you to determine the best and most cost-effective ways <laughs> to fulfill sludge removal and their component needs, emphasizing innovation and commercial best practices. What? That sounds kind of strange. I don't know if that's a weird copy and paste job. I can't wait to find out when we look at this solicitation. Again, lab services and calibration sound, you know, then they're straight up saying non-personal services, which is people, which is staffing, right? To maintain and calibrate. But then we're also seeing, they want you to determine the best and most effective ways to fulfill sludge removal and their component needs. So the component is still, I guess, in line with what they're saying. It's like the sludge removal isn't, you know, interesting. I don't know if they just misworded that. Like, is this, is this calibration or is this sludge removal? That's kind of what I'm getting at. Or are they all one and the same? We will find out. So SF 1449 form, pricing cleanse, Three pricing, pricing cleanse number one for the lab services themselves for the Maryland State Department. Okay, this is going to be for a number of people. And this is going to provide sampling and analysis of waste and wastewater. So it sounds like sludge. Number two, equipment repair. And then number three, the instrumentation and calibration itself. And these are all for 12 months, so for one year, and we don't see any option. The work will begin uh, September 30th of this year and will go through the 29th of next year. So here's our PWS. Table of contents just for the PWS. So that's a fairly involved PWS. I am going to just out of my own curiosity in a minute, I'll do a control find for sludge just to answer that earlier question. But a lot of, um, like I said, it's kind of reporting historical data, tracking um, data for this manpower, for these staffed people. Again, lab services. So lab technicians, maybe something like that. Here's our QASP. Here's the equipment to be uh, calibrated. This way you can price that out. 
and that's it. So let me just check sludge. This, the sludge is not in here at all, so I don't know if that's a, a miscopy and paste thing. We do have price and cleanse, but we do not. And control finding for instruction. I'm not seeing that. I'm going to look for evaluation. Yeah, so they don't have an instruction to offers evaluation factor section. This could be lowest price. This could be quote only. We're not 100% sure. Could be a question worth asking, although this is due in two days, so you don't have a lot of time. Yeah, so I would kind of ask for this, you know, submit RFI to contracting, but it appears to be kind of like a price only thing. At least the pricing makes sense. At least it's clear they have broken it down into three buckets of money, three pricing cleanse. Again, 0010203. And you know that you have the SF1449 to fill out as well. So uh, almost too simplistic, almost feel like we're missing a little bit of something, but that's just because I look at so many but it never hurts to, to ask. All right. Okay, John um, clarified, 3PL, third, third party logistics, got it. John, for custodial contracts, what are things to include in your pricing? John, every bit is different, so the best answer to that is to Give them what they're asking for. Every every say custodial slash janitorial slash housekeeping contract that you look at, it's going to ask you for very specific things. So you should never be asked the question you're asking. Um, it's good to ask it now to kind of like get it out of the way because when it comes time to actually respond to something, you never want to ask that. Um, if you're not able to find and you don't know what to include, that means you need to beef up um, on the reading skills. And reading is a lot of what we focus on here as well. So you are in the right place. You got to walk before you can run. You got to read before you can write. Um, you don't want to be making assumptions about what to put in. Instead, you answer very specific questions or you answer the very specific sections of the solicitation. And then you give them exactly what they've asked for. No fluff, no guessing, just almost like a copy and paste. Here's the question. Let me go ahead and respond to it, right? That, that's, that's more of the right approach. But what are things to include in your pricing more specifically? Um, again, it's kind of the, the same answer. Uh, the example we just looked at, they broke down pricing based on three different clients. So custodial, they could have you break down based on doing a, a service two times a week to do the usual cleaning. Maybe they have uh, window washing once a month. Maybe they have wax and buff the floors uh, every six months. They may ask you to price all that separately. So, John, I don't know if you're self-performing this, if you're planning to sub it out, but based on what the government's asking for, in turn, you need to pass that also down along to the sub. They may be asking you to provide your own cleaning chemicals, bio-preferred cleaning chemicals, or they may say, hey, we have a custodial closet. This is going to be GFE, government furnished equipment. 
um, and you just use ours. So everybody's different. That's like a bunch of different examples of how it could vary um, and things that you could see in your pricing specifically for janitorial contracts. I have a fly friend visiting me here today. So Bryce, so for instance, we're a grocery distributor um, bidding on a Q1 dry goods for prisons, uh, Department of Justice. We have the products, but we need to get the product to the location. This, this needing to use a trucking company. So if you're saying we got the goods, we need to get it there, then you have to get it there. You know, that's kind of how these contracts run. Like you have to figure out how to get that there. And if you're not in that stage or say, hey, um, you guys don't have trucks that run, then, you know, I guess how do you, I guess you, you would probably deal with pickups. You don't deal with delivery. So you would have to add that piece of your operations puzzle. Um, however, you're going to fill the contract. Um, watch the masterclass twice now and I pick up new nuggets every time. Hey, that's awesome, man. It is. It's a lot packed into like an hour, but um, that's what I hear again and again. People usually come back to it like two, three, four times and um, kind of take a like 10, 15 minutes stints at a time because there's just so much packed in there. Uh, Lala. Hello, Derek. Hello, everyone. Hey, Lala. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Good to see you again, as always. All right, guys. Yep. Um, and, and let me know if, if I like didn't answer your question the way that you're looking for, just let me know. Um, obviously, like we keep the pace up. And uh, so I try to do my best to field the, the questions. So next we have um, Scrub Technician Services for the VA. This is also SDVOSP. This is due 30th at the end of this month. So this is going to be um, Minneapolis. We have a solicitation document here, maybe an amendment and a wage termination. So let's see what this looks like first. And I think we're actually making good time. If I, in fact, had six pulled up and we're already to number five. Yeah, crazy. So this is on-site surgical technologist slash technician. Okay. So people, staffing, SDVOSB set aside. You're going to fill this out for your company. Okay, here's our statement of work, more of what the people would be doing or what you would be recruiting for qualifications. So they do want um, RNs for this, surgical technologist slash technician. So all of the medical requirements, which are very unique to the medical uh, space and the medical space really is it's it's a beast and it it is its own beast and um you're either kind of in it or you're not i find people who do medical they like they focus on medical 
but people that do, you know, a bigger umbrella, they try to squeeze medical under there. It can be tough because it's usually just much more involved than those other services that you have grouped under your umbrella. They can often be also high turnover, lots of burnout and, and movement inside of the medical staffing space too. I know I've been there, I've done it. Okay, so we're making our way to um, the evaluation, which in fact is going to, it appears, give us some of our proposal instructions at the same time. So they are saying lowest price, technically acceptable LPTA with a big old highlight with the, with the emphasis on technically acceptable first, like we talked about 20 minutes ago. You got to check the boxes first before they even look at your price. You can't just come in this um, being lowest price, expecting to win based off of that alone. Your offer has to also make sense. And how it makes sense is determined by if you're technically acceptable. They are expecting a best value to result from this, but they are saying technically acceptable. So they're kind of sparsing words there a little bit. Um, factor one, factor two, factor three, factor four. So this is going to be how you're evaluated and should also reflect what you're putting into your response on this. So factor one, Provide a management administrative uh, capability and responsibility, basically like a management plan that demonstrates your ability to provide medical staffing services. Okay. So probably have some sort of staffing plan in there as well. Factor two, have three years of recent experience providing healthcare staffing. Okay. So they're, they're wanting to see that actually um, for past performance. Factor three, provide past performance information in this breakdown. So they're kind of breaking down like between factor two and factor three. Um, so we don't always see this guys, but there's a difference between uh, past experience and past performance. So past experience is what work you did. So that's what you would put here in factor two. Factor three is past performance is how well you did on that work. Okay, how did you perform? And then factor four is a copy of uh, the medical liability insurance at or above the rates defined here, and then pricing. Then we have reps inserts. And to John's um, question earlier, like these are the things, right? Every bit is different. These are the things that affect your pricing and affect your overall proposal. So we read and we find these, and then we, we find out what we're gonna put in our pricing. We find out what we're gonna put in based on this stuff and based on pricing cleanse and refresh my memory. Did we have pricing cleanse on this? It's a 113 page document. Yeah. So there was not a pricing clean here. I'm going to look at this. Otherwise it's probably just going to go right in that SF 1449 form. Yep, so just to follow on. So your pricing is likely gonna go actually in here since they did not provide anything else. You're gonna fill this out and then you're gonna provide your proposal and, re and basically in order of the things that they've asked for and complete uh, any reps and certs.
think I accidentally closed something else out here. Give me just a second to pull that up. We will check the chat. I feel like I didn't go through all of these just yet. So I know that last one was the yellow ribbon. So we do have that one. Okay, cool. All right, perfect, perfect. Trucking from Bryce is something we contract out all the time. Just trying to make sure that everything is compliant. Yeah, so um, again, if I didn't answer, if I skipped it or whatever, um, rephrase, rephrase the question, I can try to come back around to it. Idea, um, not sure if your location, I currently have trucks available. Yeah, so I was gonna say lots of folks have trucks. I currently work on um, a DOD contract as well as a sub picking up from grocery distributor here in VA. So yeah, feel free to connect and network guys. That's the beauty of community. Um, you guys do you. And if you wanna network and pair up and know that you're, you're basically doing the same things together, um, definitely feel free to exchange emails or or uh, or whatever. Bryce says we are in Minneapolis. Um, yeah. Okay, so and guys, if you're liking this, um, grab your phone if you're not driving or if you're watching behind a computer. Hit the like button on this video if you are getting some value out of this. Or share some share some love on LinkedIn if you're watching on LinkedIn as well. We do multi-stream to YouTube and LinkedIn, and then afterwards, all of these replays are uploaded into a nice, neat little playlist on the YouTube channel, and they're also available on Spotify if you're somebody who likes podcasts. You like to drive, you know, do the whole podcast thing, um, learn while you're driving, whatever. Uh, find us on Spotify as well. All right, so here's the National Guard yellow ribbon one. We'll see what this one looks like. This is gonna be uh, Virginia VA National Guard. We do have quite a bit of copy and paste inside of the listing body. And yeah, maybe the whole thing. And we have some attachments. Solicitation document, wage determination in PWS and this attachment too. So I'm actually gonna take a glance at the listing description since they did format it nice enough for us to try to read. And yes, it does look like there's an amendment here. They're increasing the nights from 35 to 40. That's a lot. Richmond, Virginia, downtown Richmond, Virginia. Uh, we're seeing October 28th through October 30th, as well as October, says quotes received from for the event to be held October 21st to the 23rd at a facility located in downtown Richmond, Virginia will be considered first. If an award can be made from any quote meeting this, no further quotes will be considered. Interesting. That's kind of like their evaluation criteria. If an award cannot be made, quotes for an event October 28th to the 30th will be considered. If an award cannot be made after evaluating that, quotes for an event October 20th through the 30 will be considered, which is the same dates. And then if a award cannot be made October 14th to the 16th, 
Um, we'll see what that looks like inside the actual solicitation. It's a little hard to follow there. A um, little humorous how they're doing these evaluations. I thought I saw some pricing cleanse. Um, it is lowest price for basis for the award. Here's the cleanse. So lodging, catering, and then the AV, the audiovisual, and then uh, also the event space, and then parking, and then uh, child care as well. So these are like all of the things I mentioned earlier, Tony, uh, except for the parking piece. So this is what you could expect to see. So yeah, I've had enough of the copy and pasted stuff. Let's look at the real deal. <laughs> Let's look at the real deal. And we have a uh, one pager. Information sheets, payment terms. That's not what I wanted. We may not have any solicitation. We may just have a PWS. Yep, here's a uh, reps and certs. So what's the PWS look like? Still, what the heck? So yeah, they're not giving you anything guys. So you're gonna have to kind of like create your own structure. No pricing tables, no SF1449. Just what they've pasted in the body description, uh, wage termination there. So you would have to create this. They're giving you the pricing cleanse. So you're going to create some sort of pricing table to reflect this stuff, these cleanse. Um, it's not nice to wade through this, but you would kind of have to. And if you have questions, you're going to have to submit those because this one it's Sign and complete information sheet. So that's the sheet, the first sheet that we looked at this thing. Sign and complete this stuff, which is attachment to, yeah. Not a very nice one, but if you're in the space, the 21st, the 22nd, group two. So they're breaking this by quantity of rooms childcare rooms, parking 270 each. There's not gonna be a lot of options in downtown Richmond, Virginia for this, but you're definitely gonna have to dive into the details on this one. And that's really all that we have. Not really a whole lot more at the moment to go through because we are limited, but um, I do have some of those questions on this that I mentioned. Bryce says, unfortunately, got a jet. Zoom call in 10, 100%. Bryce, um, good luck on your Zoom call. Thanks for all the great info. Absolutely, absolutely. Tony Dunn, liked as soon as I logged in. The least I could. Appreciate it, Tony. Appreciate you, man. And that is actually our, apparently our sixth bid. We just flew through these today. If you have any last minute questions or comments, we have a few extra minutes today. I'm happy to weigh in on, on something if you have it. This will actually be the last um, and only live for this week. I'm going to a conference tomorrow in Orlando, Florida that I'm super pumped about. 
and it's going to be Wednesday through Saturday. So I'm just not going to have any time tomorrow. It's going to be entirely commuting. So um, this is the only live for this week. And then we'll be back to normal next week with our usual uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday live sessions. But I definitely wanted to get today in. Um, definitely, definitely. And, and there's so much more, guys, to learning this stuff, bidding and winning on Sam. What we do during these lives is just a drop in the bucket. Um, and I only kind of am able to show you at a high level. Um, we do get a lot of questions kind of like about our, our program, our coaching program. They're like, well, hey, you know, I'll just, you know, I don't need to, I don't need the program. I'll just do the the lives and, you know, I'll just get the help there. And that's fine. If, if that's all the support that you need to start bidding and winning, just asking a question like here in the chat, like awesome. But we go into so much depth. Um, these are these are calls. These are not like chat type things. So I pull you on the call. We talk for, you know, 10, 15, 20, really whatever you need. There's not a shortage of time. I stay on as long as you need. Um, so that's kind of like the big difference between what we do here on the lives and really what we do with um, those in the coaching program. So if you're needing something like that, uh, I recorded a new video just last week. Just check out the website, govkinmethod.com. A um, lot of information, but we are super uh, selective on who we're allowing to join the program these days. We've always been selective, but I'm even more selective. So we need to make sure that you're really at a good stage to take advantage of the training um, and that you're in a stage to start winning contracts. Because our goal, the transformation of working together is for you to start winning. That's why an investment is justified. If it was just, hey, let's spend money on this and then nothing comes from it. That's just a waste of money. That's just another expense. And there's a lot of people out there in the space, guys, that are willing to take your money to just add an expense to your, your balance sheet. Um, we, we try to offer an investment so that you get all your money back, you know, in the first contract, and then you know how to win. And then you just go on to, to fish as much as you want. You go on to win as much as you want um, with continued coaching. You know, we don't take any sort of uh, percentage or commissions or anything like that. Once you're in, you're in. It's for a lifetime. Um, so if that's something like if you're at the stage where you know you're struggling, you're here watching for a reason and you think going to the next level with support is something that could get you there, then um, just consider applying. Again, govkinmethod.com is the website and the applications right on there. Yeah, John, thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you um, got some uh, some value. Uh, and definitely, um, like I said, no more lives for this week. It's going to be a short week. Um, I'm going to have a blast. I just can't wait. But next week, we'll have a lot more lives. Nia, any tips for uh, providing a recovery cost fee? Not really. Um, I would have to like look at the solicitation with you, Nia, to, um, to get into doing that. And I would be able to help in that way. But... Um, yeah, just based off of this comment alone, there's not much. I need more context. Dr. Virginia, uh, quickly becoming a regular here. Um, thanks, Derek. Safe travels and enjoy your conference. Can't wait for you to share what you learn. 100. Hey, appreciate that. Um, yeah, I definitely think I'm going to come back super energized and um, probably on some level of a, of a high from the conference. And I definitely look forward to bringing that energy to the uh, to the community here as well. Cool. Well, all right, guys, thanks for hanging out today. Again, smash the like button if you have not already. And if you're new checking out, maybe this was your first, um, consider subscribing to the channel. This way you can hang out on future lives, like so many have said, and bring your questions on future lives to get those answered as well. So take care, guys. We'll see you all next week. I'm definitely going to 
miss you. Um, last minute, Rich, I'm in the process of getting my cage code, physical address, if I provide my residential residential address, what kind of documentation do I need to provide? Um, not sure what the question is. Uh, if you have a physical address and you're in the process of getting your cage code, um, that means you're going through Sam. You just, you know, basically answer the questions. If they ask you for residential residential address, so you can provide that. Um, you, you just give them what you ask, what, what they're asking for. Um, CTUC, how is the Net30 program? Um, those are just payment terms. So it's very common with staffing and professional services. Um, you pay up front, then the government reimburses you Net30. Pretty common for professional service type stuff, for sure. All right, guys, have a good rest of your week, and we'll see you all next week. Take care.